Goosebumps number 29, Monster Blood 3 by R.L. Stein. Evan's growing up way too fast. Oh, no. It's the slime that never dies. Evan can't stand babysitting his genius cousin, Kermit. Kermit refuses to play video games. He won't even play Frisbee. All he likes to do is hang out in the basement doing strange experiments and playing mean practical jokes on Evan and his friend Andy. But now Andy's found something that will teach Kermit a lesson once and for all. It's green, it's slimy, and it comes in a can marked Monster Blood. Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Nice kids. Blood Trois. Monster Blood Trace. So as we sit here, I made us some. Do you hear this? I made us some lime green jello for us to have today. And this is the first I've had jello in a long time. How do you feel? Green and slimy and totally disgusting. Oh man. Mm. Hey you guys, Matthew Scott Montgomery here with my Braja, Daniel Montgomery. Welcome Hi. to Welcome to Deadcast. We're the Terror Twins, and we love talking. About goosebumps. Well, we eat green jello. So today we have Monster Blood 3, part three of the trilogy. Oh no, it's not a trilogy. The final Goosebumps book of the original Goosebumps series, number 62, is it's Monster, Monster Blood, Blood 4. 4. But here we have Monster Blood 3, book number 29, just 11 books after uh, Monster Blood 2, which was number 18. Yeah. That's, that's math for you. So within one calendar year, we got two Monster Blood books. Wow. We didn't, we didn't ask for two Monster Blood books in one year, but that's what but we that's got. That's what we got. This book came out in March 1995, and this book is not in first person. All, the, I... all the Monster Blood books are not in first person for some dumb reason. <laughs> and let me just say, I'm not a fan of Monster Blood books. Matthew... <laughs> <laughs> really doesn't like this book. And you know what? You guys, I don't blame him. <laughs> you know we love Goosebumps more than, more than anything. anything. My blood is green like monster blood. We're going to have a fun time talking about this today, but out of the original series, I have this and another one in my mind is the two worst ones of the What's the other one series. in your mind? Uh, we'll have to, t- I'll have to tell you oh, when we get there. come and By on. the way, we're almost halfway through the original series. Not quite. Wow. We're almost there, though. But I, you know how I grade the inside of the books? I gave this one a... A D minus. <laughs> oh wow! So is this the worst? Is this the worst grade you uh, you've given a book so far? Yes. Yeah. The only ones. Ooh, girl. Um, uh, Monster Blood Two is the second worst book <laughs> we've read so far. <laughs> I don't think you like Monster Blood. Well, I wish I did. I just don't really care for it too much. That's cool. And I'll tell you what. Um, we'll get into it in just a second. But last week or last episode, if you joined us with Terror the Terrible and the Cuckoo Clock of Doom, you thought Terror was bad. Oh, wait till you meet Kermit. Wait till you meet fucking Kermit, you guys. So oh, the cover of this book, guys. Um, it's kind of a gorgeous cover of the book. It is. And um, I'll explain it. And then I, there's a fun little tidbit about the cover of the book that I'll, I'll add. Get nasty. Um, yeah, two tidbits. So, it, you Give know. Give me that tid. Give me that bit. So it's a picture of uh jeaned legs wearing red converses stomping through a playground with a little spilt i don't know metal cylinder of monster blood and a gorgeous orange sunset oh it is glamorous and, and the colors of this original book are a pond green like and a like forest a, green and like a caucasian pale f- color like a like a peach crayon and <laughs> Um, these walking feet, when Daniel and I, look what Daniel and I did last year. If you were, weren't there, you missed it. But when Daniel and I went to the all night goosebumps slumber party, there was, there was a place where you could get your picture took 
and it was like a photo booth that they created, and you were kind of behind Evan's giant feet that were stomping down. There's on you. a picture of it on my Instagram and on my Instagram too. Cool. Yeah, my Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. Mine's Danny Mac seven six nine. Follow us. And also, uh, if you we talked about this in a previous episode as well, but T Jacobus who who paints draws the cover I of think, these books. I, I think it's so funny that I know it's we we say T Jacobus because we're so used to seeing on the covers T Jacobus. Yeah. But I bet nobody in the planet calls him T. Jacobus. I call him Tim Jacobus. You're right. I should, I'll stop for now. For now, it's Tim Jacobus. Um, I, hold on, let me have some jello. Mmm. Oh no, the jello's growing. Oh no, jello jigglers. But if you remember, Tim Jacobus, mother used to throw him shade by saying, even after he started making money, why are you still wearing those converses? Um, those Is are, the plural of converse is converse. Why are you wearing those converse? Those chucks? Those Chuck, those Chuck Taylors. How are you wearing those Converse's? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, those kinds of shoes. His, remember, do you remember he was saying? Yeah. Tell us that story about his mother. We give him shade about like you've made money now. Why are you still wearing them poor people shoes or whatever she said? Girl, I, then I wear poor people shoes every day of my life. Same, but then like to reclaim his crown and like you know, and to give it right back to her, he did every Goosebumps cover that he does with shoes. They're always a pair of Converse. That is so cool. Yeah. Anyway, I thought I'd just throw it out there. Yes, definitely. I'm done. Take it away, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) So where we left off in the Monster Blood series is, was, um, Evan and Andy battling, I don't know, Cuddles, the hamster who had swallowed some monster blood. Yeah. If you remember the first one, it was, Evan came across a funky old toy store with a tub of green monster blood. Basically, it essentially never stops growing. Monster Blood never stops growing. That we found out was cursed by a witch um, cat named Sarah Beth. That's a whole other thing. And then Monster Blood just won't leave Evan alone. Andy, his friend, magically moved to the same town as him and a, a hamster at school ate all the Monster Blood cuddles. And, yeah. and he, he grew to enormous proportions, but then popped back down to size because they found pop, pop. Because they found out that the monster blood had expired. Oh man! But then the book ended with with Andy and and um, Evan at Andy's house, I believe, like hanging out. Maybe it was Evan's house. I think it was Evan's house. Evan's house. But Andy's parents uh, sent her an envelope or gave her an envelope with some monster blood in it that they found in Europe. Yeah, that's where, that's where left. Like we saw like, you playing with it, so we got you some monster blood. Oh no! So here we go. So the book starts off with Evan in his driveway, and he's just standing in the driveway, and there's a quivering, hiccuping, bouncing ball of monster blood in front of, in front of him. Just what'd you call me? Just sucking up sticks in the driveway, mm. and we get right into Pick it. Up sticks. It starts to roll and bounce, bounce, bounce towards him, and Evan turns to run, but trips on a rollerblade and falls hard on his elbows and knees. This is on page three, by the way. We didn't have to wait very long to fall on those elbows and knees. I was feeling myself when I got to page I'm three. I'm thinking about making a t-shirt that says, I fall hard on my elbows and knees or something like that. Maybe. Do you think that's cool? Would you guys get one? Of, would you guys wear one of those? I would wear one, but I would be afraid of people seeing it and think it was some sexual thing. Oh, that's a bunch of trash. I know. It's garbage. It's total garbage. But anyway... Yes, I understand that now. So Monster Blood sucks him up, and then he goes, oh no, everything turns green, oh no. And then he hears a voice say, Evan, stop daydreaming and eat your jello." <laughs> I could be jello. No. Creme brulee can never be jello. You could never be jello. You have to be jello. You're never gonna be jello. And it turns out it's Evan's mom, Mrs. Ross. What? She's usually to stop daydreaming. You need to go over to Aunt Dee's house. You need to go to Aunt Dee Dee's house. Go to Aunt Dee's house because you're he he's been babysitting his cousin Kermit, who's eight years old. So pause. Yeah. So there is no corresponding TV episode. No. To this book. There's not. Praise the Lord. And what we did for the Monster Blood 2 episode is we a uh, two episode of our podcast is we reviewed the Monster Blood episode. Um, Oh, what? The what TV episode, saying? More Monster Blood. More Monster Blood. That was Blood. kind of this like bonus TV thing that was written for TV. And the character Kermit is in that. Yeah, but Kermit on the TV episode of More Monster Blood is much more meek and mild than this little bitch. And the Kermit in that TV episode is not Evan's cousin. He's just a guy. He's just a guy, a little nerdy guy on a plane. Right. So again, here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. Um, we have, you know, our lead protagonist with annoying little brother or 
sister or in this case a cousin so evan's been watching um kermit after school every day because he needs to save up money um for a new walkman he gets three dollars an hour what's that i don't know and Kermit is not, he's obnoxious like Tara was, but in a different way. Well, what makes he him is, scarier than Tara is, is he's, he's a, a scientific, scientific genius. genius. Like, what, you guys? I know these are Goosebumps books, and like, there's no point being like, this could happen. But like, all suspense of disbelief or whatever the phrase is, you gotta throw it all out the window for this book. You've because got to. There is absolutely no sense. Time, space, doesn't matter. You just have to let it go. It don't matter. So he's, because he's a scientific genius, he he makes potions and stuff where he he's done things like he made a yellow liquid that melted Evan's sneakers off of his feet or something. Anyway, so he's on his way over to Aunt Dee's house to watch Kermit. He bumps into Conan. Remember Conan from Ugh. the last episode, our last book? Bully Conan, who just happens to be next door. And Convenient. He lives, ne he lives next door um, to Kermit. And Conan's sitting on top of the white fence that separates his yard from Kermit's. And he goes, are you looking in my yard? That's trespassing. <laughs> He's wearing a gray muscle shirt, baggy cutoff jeans, and a mean expression. Promise. <laughs> and he basically bullies Evan, bumps, into his, bumps him with his chest. And Kermit, bump, bump, bump. Kermit walks out of the house, sees what's going on. Kermit is described as having a pile of white blonde hair, round black eyes behind red plastic frame glasses, enormous red shorts down to his ankles, and a red and black Braves t-shirt. That's a lot of red. I don't think I've ever seen anyone wearing plastic red frames. I don't think so. Actually, I have a pair of plastic red frame glasses. For why? Um, it's like a prop or something what i don't they're not real they're like personality glasses ew anyway kermit goes it's a free country evan can look at any yard he wants you conan so kermit threatens him with this beaker of dark blue liquid and says it's my invisibility mixture it'll make <laughs> you turn invisible and i wrote down every scientific like ingredient in these potions that he makes and i googled them and of course arlstein made up all of them and it's kind of hilarious and i said them all out loud so our first one is teflon dioxinate and magnesium parasulfadine <laughs> <laughs> and kermit pours it on conan but conan doesn't disappear or turn invisible but his shirt shrinks and shrinks till he's standing till he's standing there bare chested and he says that was my best muscle shirt same so Cut to two days later, Evan's like, gosh, my nose is still twisted and I still have cuts and bruises from that Again, day. we have that same trope that I didn't realize was a thing until now we're rereading it, where just like last book, Michael got all beat up and his face had to be rearranged and like in Monster Blood 2. And so in this book, Evan's so Conan ends up beating him up real good. So he's sitting the next day, two days later, sitting with Andy, best friend Andy. This is what Andy is wearing, you guys. And remember, You guys remember Andy, right? From Angelo. Yes. She's moved to Atlanta officially after, you know, in the second book. And she'd always be wearing them crazy crazy colorful clothes she's wearing a yellow vest over a magenta t-shirt over orange day glow shorts that's a lot of look that sounds like something this is like that's so raven clothes totally you know I mean? it's like tons and tons, layers and, tons and, layers. and layers so he, evan's telling andy about what happened and i guess aunt d blamed evan for the fight and said you should be taking care of kermit instead of fighting so in this book or whatever Kermit's going to pull a lot of shit, but Evan's going to somehow get blamed for all of it because Aunt Dee Dee's a dumb dumb. Right. And Evan's like, Andy, Kermit knew what he was doing. He was lot, he knew I would like end up getting beaten up by pouring like saying this is invisibility. Magnesium disulfidine. And Andy's like, you know what? You should get back at him. And she says, you should put some monster blood in his after school snack. And Evan says, what? And no, flips no, out and, scr and screams out loud. I, I never he says, I never want to hear those words again. And Annie's like, I'm just kidding. I know. Chill out. Calm and down. Chapter nine. And, and he's like, where is that monster blood anyway? Did you hide it? She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hid it. And she says, actually, I hid it in your tuna sandwich. No, <laughs> no. And Evan screams. <laughs> Evan screams so, loud so loudly that two, two kids, kids fall out, out of their, their chairs. chairs. They're in the cafeteria, by the way. I should have said that. Two kids I nearby. get like Monster Blood is scary, but like, is it that scary? It just like makes you grow. I mean, like that's like I guess that's annoying and frightening and uncomfortable, but like it's not. I don't. I can't imagine screaming sure. about Monster. Blood. I can't either. So she, he, she's like, Evan, I'm just kidding. She says my Monster Blood is safe. It's safe and sound in that can that my parents gave me from Europe's. And she says, um, well, well, Evan says. 
Well, to make up for that big scare, you're coming with me to Aunt D's after school to ha- help me handle Kermit. Okay. And and as he says this, he's eating he's eating a green fruit roll up, which oh. I thought is a cool little shout. And out. he was like, "Oh no, I told my mom no green ones." Burp, I should have got us green fruit roll ups today too. Fail. So they go over to Kermit's after school. It's humid and cloudy and cool, uh, and by cool I mean like like neato and they're and they go down in the basement where kermit has does all his, his experiments and on one side of the basement is like kermit's lab and the other side is like a laundry dexter's room lab uh yes there's like in a kermit's laboratory he's the smartest guy you've, you've ever seen, seen. into that long barrel past the bolted door where impossible things may happen Hey, before you go and pick on that brainy kid in the glasses, just remember that he might be a boy genius who could help you out with your homework. That's just one of the many life lessons we can learn from Dexter. Dexter's Laboratory is next on Cartoon Network. I started way too low to sing the song. So... They go, they walk in. Oh my God, and Dee Dee in that. And I've been saying Aunt Dee Dee, even though it's Aunt Dee. Gosh, I used to really love Dexter's Lab. I really like Dexter's Lab. Really good stuff. Yeah. So they walk across. I think this is such an interesting note that I made, I made a note of. (laughs) That the basement floor is tiled. Yeah. To me, that's such a Tim Jacobus thing. Because if you last see Goosebumps books covers, sometimes they got them tiled floors. Can you guys imagine a tiled basement floor? What's a Walkman? Good point. And they walk in and they're like, hey, what's that sour smell, Kermit? And he's like pouring this yellow liquid into a green liquid. And he says, oh, no, get out. It's going to blow. It's about to blow. So Evan runs and he runs out there. And he trips over Kermit's dog. Dog face. I think I, I like it. I think oh. it's cute, actually. I don't know. Andy doesn't budge because she because she knows it's a joke. And Kermit smiles that t- ugly, twisted smile with the two front teeth sticking out. And he's gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then I wrote, I dog-eared, I dog-faced this page because it made me laugh really hard. He says, did you really fall for that? He burst into his squealing high laugh that sounded like a pig stuck in a fence. Wow. <laughs> I actually know what that sounds like because that's what the kids next door sound like. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real travesty. That makes it's me a real screw. tragedy. I think uh, there, I read some article about people misusing the word travesty. What does travesty mean? I can't remember, mm. but I know it doesn't mean tragedy, and people think of it as that. Oh, okay. Anyway, for, for some reason that's interesting. Yeah. So he's he said no 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 it's cool I'm just mixing something to fix dog faces hiccups. It's it magnesium harposyrate and ribotussel polythorbiol. And Kermit tussin no- tussin tussin. Kermit notices that Andy is scratching a mosquito bite on his on her arm, and he says, "Hey, um, can I pour my blue shrinking liquid on it, and it'll shrink your bite?" And he says, "No, no, don't do that." But he pours it on her arm anyway, and then it realize then Andy's like, "Oh my god, it worked! It shrinks the mosquito bite." So so far we have a blue shrinking liquid that Kern makes that shrunk Conan shirt, and now you see that, that Kern makes that Kermit made. Oh made and also shrinks andy's mosquito bite and then there also there's also an ambiguous yellow thing that he's making that's trying to cure dog faces hiccups right recap and andy's like you can make a fortune can you make more of that stuff and kermit's Please. like well i don't know i didn't write down what i put in it and andy take like andy makes this big show of pulling out her math homework from her blue and orange backpack Ooh. and and kermit, kermit says maths i love math you're doing math and she and he and he goes, can I do your equations for you, pretty please? With monster blood on top. And Andy's like, I guess so. And winks at Evan, knew what she was doing. Like, he gets to do all my homework. <laughs> I so knew Kermit he would finishes it in record time. And then he mixes together, mixes together a bunch of liquids and crystals to make this orange potion for dog faces hiccups. And I didn't realize dogs get hiccups. You know, I saw Apollo the other day. Mm-hmm. He had hiccups and it was kind of really? cute. Really? Oh. But Kermit says that dog faces hiccups are painful because he keeps howling after them oh okay is that a thing okay and um 
he's about to give uh, Dogface this potion. Evan goes, absolutely not. Don't you do it. But Kermit puts it in his bowl anyway. And Evan's like, no, you're going to kill him. Evan dives for the bowl, but dives too hard. And, and slides like, over the tiles. And slides over the tiles under the lab table. I don't get it. Whatever. And Dogface licks up all the orange stuff and his hiccups are gone. And it was a simple potion. It's it was just, just te- tetrahydropodol with, with hydroxylate crystals and an ounce of mega-hydrocycle-oxyneuroplat. Any child could do it. Made and up. he's like, he's a total genius. And so Dogface is cured, right? Wrong. Out of nowhere, Dogface starts going nuts. Oh, no. Yipping and, Cujo. Yipping and leaping on Kermit, knocking over things, running into the laundry room, knocking over the iron ironborn, running in circles, jumping in the couch, acting like a wild puppy, bouncing on Evan, knocking him over, running towards Kermit, jumping on top of Kermit's lab table, and it, no. and it crashes on top of Kermit. All the shelves filled with beakers and bottles of liquid behind the table crash and shatter all over the floor. Oh, no, and the Aunt Dee Dee walks in, hands on her hips, tapping her foot, said, what happened here? And, and Evan's, Evan's like, like uh, 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 And Kermit goes, Evan was teasing the dog. I just don't understand how, like, why can't Evan just stand up for himself and say, like, why can't protagonists stand up for themselves? Right? And so Kermit... Makes up a story about Evan bothering Dogface and sobs and sobs. And um, I I wrote I wrote a note just to myself. I was like, if Kermit's so smart, such a smart kid, like why would he, why would he be so childish? You know, don't what you think mean? he'd be more mature or something? No, he's faking the sobbing. He's being really smart. Oh yes, but I know. But like, I guess I guess I don't want to believe that Kermit is smart and mean. Oh, he is. I know. I want to believe that if a child was that smart, he would have some awareness. I'm thinking about this. You're thinking about it too much. (laughs) Go have some more Jello. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Um, um, Mrs. Aunt D. I think that's funny. Her name, her last name is Majors. Auntie Majors. Mm -hmm. Says Kermit is a very sensitive boy. When you play jokes like this on him, it upsets him very badly. You can't keep doing this to him. I'm going to make you clean up this basement. I'm going to give you one more chance. And then Dogface hiccups. And just, Auntie just, says, see, you upset him so much you gave him hiccups. I think Arlstein thinks it's really fun to write stuff like this. Do you know what I mean? He's right. He's right to think it's fun to write stuff like this? Yeah. Yeah, to me, as a, as a do-gooder goody two-shoes kid, it frustrates the shit out of me. No, it frustrates me too, but I bet there are some nasty little brats who read these books that were like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Bitch! So two nights later, Andy calls Evan and says, um, remember those math equations that Kermit did? Uh, they were all wrong. Kermit did them all wrong on purpose. What a mean, rotten trick. Smart we have and to, mean. We have to get back at him. <coughs> we have to use monster blood. And Evan goes, you know what? I agree. Chapter break. Evan calls her back at the beginning of the next chapter and goes, I changed my mind, okay? So we're just not going to do that. Chapter break. So the next day... <laughs> Literally. Seriously, Evan and Andy are taking care of Kermit again. They're like, Kermit, why don't you go outside and play? Kermit is wearing an olive-colored t-shirt over baggy brown shorts. Okay. Cool. And Kermit goes, you know what? I will go outside and play, but I really want to have some orange soda first. Who loves orange soda? Kel loves orange soda. Is it true? Mm-hmm. I, I do, do, I do, I do, I do, ooh. Andy's wearing pink jeans a yellow sleeveless t-shirt, and orange high tops. Ooh, I wonder if they're Converse. (laughs) So Kermit pours them three glasses of orange soda, and they all drink it down, and everything's probably totally fine. We should have had orange soda, too. We should have had orange soda. Don't you wanna? Wanna Fanta. Don't you wanna? Wanna Fanta? And Andy goes, wow, this orange soda is so sweet, it makes my teeth itch. (laughs) I like that. I think that's fun. So they go outside and play Frisbee, and they make fun of Kermit because he's so bad at it. And then Andy and Evan start laughing Uh about that. (laughs) They can't stop laughing. (laughs) They just can't stop laughing. And And Evan sees a grin on Kermit's face, and he knows that he put a laughing mixture in their orange soda. And they laugh, and they laugh, and they laugh until they choke and evan starts to be really scared but he can't stop laughing and he set, thinks to himself how long are we gonna laugh probably forever they try to attack him but they can't really because they're laughing and andy tries to like hit him with a frisbee and but the frisbee accidentally flies over into the next yard conan's yard uh, no. conan hops over the fence with the frisbee and and 
and Kermit's like, give me back my frisbee, Evan, make him give it back. And, and, it, and because they're dying laughing, Conan's like, what's so funny? I go really ballistic when people laugh at me. And they try and hold him laughter, but it keeps bursting out. And, and then Conan sa- says, I have to hurt people who laugh at me. And Kermit goes, well, I guess they just think you're really funny. Funny, funny looking. And so Conan's like, I'll give you to the th- count of three to stop laughing, but they can't. And he p- presses her hands of her mouth, but can't cram all those giggles in. They she can't shove all those snickers and guffaws pouring out of her nose. And he gives them another count of three, and they still can't stop. I was thinking about this, and this is... There's many reasons why this could never work as a TV episode. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. it's the stuff they would have to do. But this... You know, there's a lot of special effects that we require, but this stuff specifically too, like how do you film an episode of people who can't stop laughing, but like convincingly, yeah, but like make them seem scary. scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, this isn't a scary book. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So cut to Andy and Evan on the phone again. Evan says he's still in pain for getting beat up. He said there's a pile of coleslaw where his head used to be. I should have brought coleslaw too. We could have had coleslaw, orange soda, and some green jelly. (laughs) <laughs> so they decide now they're officially going to use the monster blood to get back now to Kermit. Now is the time for guts and guile. So the next day they go to Kermit. He's mixing a bowl of this yellowy dough sort of stuff. And he is wearing a sleeveless hot pink t-shirt, bright yellow shorts, and yellow sneakers. Ooh, I like the sound of that. I like her sherbet colors. Sherbet. Cummerbund. So, Pompon. So Kermit is busy being a whiny little bitch. And Evan pulls out a choco lick This one is so weird to me. <laughs> so Evan pulls out a choco lick bar. And, and it goes, mmm, 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 a chocolate bar. And Kermit mm. goes, mmm, chocolate bars are cool. Is that really a chocolate bar? Can I have a piece of the chocolate bar? Evan knows how much uh, Kermit loves chocolate mm, bars. And chocolate. Wh- and while uh, Kermit is distracted by this, Andy pulls out a tiny piece of monster blood, I don't know, from her pocket, and puts it in the yellow dough that he's been kneading. And and and, and Evan's like, no, you can't have any of my chocolate bar. You've been mean. If you'd have been nos, I would share. Sorry, that's the rules. So the yellow dough starts growing and growing and growing. And this is some shitty revenge, too. And Kermit kind of freaks out, and he goes, this is weird. It's supposed to turn sticky and black. But it's now, growing. Pause. Yeah. Just follow me here for a second as yeah. a helicopter passes over. Yeah. The, they're, they want to get back at Kermit with the monster blood, yeah. right? Yeah. So their plan is, I guess, to put it in one of his potions to make it grow a whole lot. And they think he'll be scared? Listen. Or they think he'll be upset? Don't you think like a science kid would be like, this is interesting. I love this. In the history of Goosebumps books, and I love Goosebumps books, every revenge plan is absolutely terrible. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I do. So there you go. So Kermit isn't really that scared, and the the dough starts to grow bigger and bigger until it's the size of two beach balls. Then it's taller than Kermit, and... It's getting so huge, it's about to blow. Now, meanwhile, Evan is still eating his Choco Lick bar. Uh-huh. And he's taking a bite of it, and that dough balloon thing just explodes. And he's so startled by the explosion that he chokes on a piece of Choco Lick. And clump- as these clumps of yellow dough shoot all over the room and into his mouth. Uh-huh. Sure. Andy is pissed because her helmet is covered in dough and she goes oh it wasn't supposed to explode it was just supposed to get big she says that out loud so kermit knows something is up and of course and kermit even though he's covered in is is loving it and evan's like oh god we're such a bunch of jerks we should have realized that this is how this would have gone yeah and I love the definition of jerk as being like an idiot. As a, I always think of jerk as like you're so you're so mean. But in Goosebumps books and in like the '90s, a jerk is like, ah, you're a dumbhead. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a real jerk. I like that too. Jerk's such a safe word. So can't, Kermit knows they put something in. He says, I want to do it again. I want to see, like, what did you guys put in it? I want to see, like, I want it to happen again. And they're like, no, no, no. We need to clean up. Aunt D is gonna freak. And Evan's whole body starts to tingle. His muscles start to ache. He hears a shrill whistling. His body buzzes. And he he hears sounds that sound like it's so far away. And Andy's like calling him from so far away. And he opens his eyes and looks and sees that everything is small. And that Andy and Kermit are freaking out. And he realizes that he's grown. 
Oh, so no. here is the book, you guys. Yeah, here is he's the gonna, book. He grows. He's eight feet tall now. He's like, what am I going to do? And Annie's like, try out for basketball, I guess. I mean, no surprise here. With the cover of the book, I mean, you just know that, like, so he's, Evan's he keeps growing and, growing and Evan, Evan's, as he grows his knees, he shakes and his knees bang together really loudly, which I think is such an odd That is funny. Detail. I also, um, as, spoiler alert, as Evan is going to continue to grow, his actual size and height, don't try to keep tabs with how tall he is or how tall he's getting. Don't. It kind of, it kind of yo-yos back and forth. And to me, I think, I think this is like a, you know, considered a fun, like, B-horror movie kind of idea of, like, giant things growing and things shrinking and stuff like that. Arl Stein has a book later, later in the Goosebumps, I want to say it's the Horrorland series, where it's Night of the Giant Everything, where it's, like, shrinking and growing and things like that. But I don't think that stuff is necessarily, for me personally, scary or exciting. But coming from Arl Stein, who, like, you know, loves B-horror movies from the 50s and Twilight Zone kind of stuff, I feel like we're more in that territory mm-hmm. in this book. Totally. I'm having to mock your butt right now. Mm, oh no, you're going to start growling. So, um, uh, there's a quick note that the good thing the monster blood hit his clothes too because his clothes are growing with Evan. So that explains that. Don't try to think about that either because that will drive you insane. So Kermit like wants to grow too and he tries to eat some of it. Evan smacks it out of his hand and Dogface comes in and, and yelps a whole bunch and his hiccups are cured because he's so scared by Evan. Uh-huh. So he's he's like, oh no, I'm growing, growing. I'm in the basement. I'm going to get stuck down here and I'm going to, I don't know, die or be like, or, oh no, I'm stuck. And he's like, got to get out of here. So he tries to run up the stairs and he can barely make it like so he can get outside. And, and Kermit has to pull his arms and he has to push him. He breaks the banister, gets stuck on the third step, keeps growing, keeps growing. The left wall cracks, but he makes it outside. But the, the house is completely damaged. And he's like, what am I going to do? What, see, see a, a doctor? doctor? And what will a doctor do? And Andy's like, put you on a diet. Another bad joke, Andy. And he goes, sorry, just trying to keep it light. And Kermit goes, he's not light. He's heavy. (laughs) Uh, Joke books. Laughs on the line. So Evan hears Conan next door picking on two kids. And and Evan decides to use his size. I just like this idea of Conan in his free time just... Anytime you're going to find Conan, he's just doing mean things just to do it. Totally. So Evan uses his size to scare Evan and the kids or whatever. He crunches through the fence and Conan's like, oh my God, you're huge. You must have swallowed some monster blood because he was there for the last book or whatever. And he's like, huh, now you're not only a nerd, you're a big nerd. (sighs) Glad it wasn't me that swallowed monster blood. You see, I am afraid of heights. So Evan picks him up, puts him at the top of a tree, and he's, this is fun. <laughs> Let's have some fun. And leaves Conan up there. And Conan's like, hell. And he walks into the next yard, and here's a crunch as he steps down. And Kermit, and Kermit goes, no, says, you stepped on Andy. Oh, no. And Evan's like, I kill my beast free. And no, it turns, <laughs> turns out it's just Conan's skateboard. Lol. So he's, like, really loving how big he is. He's two stories tall now, apparently. Apparently. And he's running through the town, stepping on cars. Whoops. Causing kids to scream and like stopping traffic, pulling a kite out of a tree to help some kids. And now he, he's <laughs> like, I'm big enough. No, it doesn't. He's like, I'm big enough. I'll finally be able to play softball because nobody would ask me before. And he runs the softball diamond. Kids are playing softball and they're like, oh my gosh, it's Evan. He's huge. Please be on my team. Evan, Please. you're two stories tall. Be on my team. And he plays softball with them, and he knocks, like, the ball way out of the park, way past the next block, and the bat snaps in half as he hits it, and and everybody's like, whoa, this is crazy, and then fire trucks start showing up, and Conan's with them, he goes, there he is, he's the one who wrecked my friends and tried to kill me! I also don't understand this whole thing, because, like, don't everybody see here what Evan looks like, you know what I mean? Like, don't they see carrot-colored hair Evan stomping around? So it's... They'd be like, oh, that's Evan who's really huge as opposed – because what's about to start next is like cops and everyone searching for this giant alien, alien. who's stomping around. But I'm like, he looks like a, just a big Evan. Like, you know that's Evan, right? Right. So police cars start showing up. A man and woman are screaming, he's the one who stepped on our car. And people just uh, – uh, dozens of people gather and they just stare. And the firemen prepare their hose and their hatchets. What is this, a Gary Paulson book? And, and, and he's about to like – who's Gary Paulson? He wrote a book called Hatchet. So Conan's like, he's dangerous. He's dangerous. And a red-haired police officer asks, asks There's him, your redhead. Uh, boo! 
he asked him, are you from another planet? And Evan's like, there's so much noise. There's so many sirens. There's so many eyes looking at him. There's so many fingers pointing him. He starts to drive him crazy. He starts to feel dizzy. He screams, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Get away from me. Leave me alone. I mean it. Then everything stopped. The sirens turn off. Everybody's silent. And then a voice goes, he's getting violent. We have to bring him down. So they shoot a big hose at him. And he, like, dodges it, runs past, and there's total chaos. They follow him with the hose. It, like, hits the crowd of people. He jumps over fire truck, runs, and he's like, why are they chasing me? I'm just a boy. Where can I hide? At this point, the sun is starting to set, by the way. Uh, no. He can't hide at his house. He's too big. He goes to Kermit's and sees that next to Kermit, there's a lot where they're building a house. There's a big pile of lumber. When I think of this book, this is one of the images that comes to mind is giant Evan hiding behind a pile of lumber for some reason. So he hides behind that when he hears a voice that says, we got him. We got him. And it turns out it's just Kermit with Andy close behind. They're like, we knew you'd hide here, Evan. I'm so smart. Everyone's looking for you. It's like a movie. It's awesome. So Kermit's like having the best day of his life. So much for our revenge idea. And um, he... Evan's like what am I gonna do like what am I gonna do and meanwhile he notices Andy's like scratching her arm as she thought and as thought about like what are the possibly gonna do and Evan's like oh my gosh Andy's scratching her arm I have an idea your blue shrinking liquid the blue shrinking liquid that could shrink me back and my clothes so Evan waits in the backyard of Kermit's house while Andy and Kermit go inside to make some of the blue shrinking liquid Kermit returns with a beaker and Evan pours it in his hand but there's only oh they haven't started to make it yet. He goes back inside to get the beaker, and there's only one drop left. Oh, like, no. Oh, no, it's empty. What are they going to do? But then Kermit's like, I have a genius idea. I'll make more. So he he's like, I think I can remember the greens. He runs back inside and makes some more while Evan waits out in in, um, in the backyard. Behind come, the lumber pile. No, we're, we're in, we're, he's just sitting in the backyard now. Oh, I'm just still seeing him. I just still see him behind that lumber pile. And he comes back with like the beaker of stuff and of the blue liquid. Evan puts it all over him and it doesn't work. Instead, his body turns bright blue and he has earth shaking hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> and Evan's like, oh no, what am I going to do? Flips out, causes a huge scene while Kermit, who's so nervous that his knees are banging together, was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll try and make some more. I must have gotten the ingredients wrong. Goes back, makes some more, comes back. Evan puts it on himself, on his legs and his naked old feet. Rubs it all over him and nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. But then he feels that tingle, that itching Ooh, all I over. feel that tingle, that itch. I know I'm about to shrink, I'm about to shrink. But then the itching becomes violent and then he notices he's covered in fluffy white feathers. Oh no. And and Andy's like, oh my gosh, poor Evan. That must itch like crazy. You're having a really bad day. <laughs> and Evan hiccups so loudly, and then a police car pulls up in front of the house. Oh no. At this time, at this point, because it's taken so long for Kermit to make these things, it's like evening nighttime. And Evan hides as much as he can. Um, behind the house and Kermit runs inside to make one more try as the police start to walk up the driveway. Oh no. And uh, Kermit makes it back to the backyard with another beaker of stuff before the police get to them. This is like a very tense moment. And Evan pours all of his feathers and nothing's happening and the policemen, two policemen come around the corner and they say, hello there. And immediately Evan goes pop and shrinks back down just in time. And the cops are like, oh hey there kid, have you seen a giant kid? And they're like, no, sir, we ain't seen nothing. He goes, be careful, he's dangerous. And they leave, and Andy and Kermit and Evan laugh and, and laugh, laugh and laugh. And Kermit goes, am I a genius or what? And Andy goes, or what? <laughs> and then Aunt Dee pulls up in the drive and goes, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm, ho- I'm home late today. How was your afternoon? And they said, pretty, pretty boring. That night, Evan has a nightmare that he's being, he's huge, and he's being chased by huge rats that look like Kermit. No, <laughs> not Kermit rats. And so when he wakes up, it's midnight. He tries to reach for the lamp, and it's like, oh, this terrible dream. I have to wake up. He reaches for the lamp and sees that it's really far away. And then he looks and sees, oh, my gosh, the floor is far away, too. And he goes, oh, no, I'm tiny. I'm tiny. And so he freaks out and goes, Kermit, I'm going to get you. But it comes out a little mouse squeak. And the squeak wakes up Trigger. Remember Trigger? His dog Trigger. His cocker span. Evan's dog Trigger, who's sleeping on the bed, who's huge, massive, huge dog now, according to tiny, tiny, tiny little mouse size Evan. And Trigger picks up Evan in his mouth and takes him down the hallway to his parents' room, who's getting ready for bed. And the dad's like, hey there, Trigger, what have you got by? A barn? 
So that's the book. Um, this is the first paragraph and the last paragraph of this book to make it a super cool one. The monster blood, it's growing again. Evan Ross stared at the quivering green blob in his driveway. It looked like an enormous wild sticky green bubble gum and was bigger than a beach ball, bigger than a two beach balls. Uh, Dad? Dad? Evan squeaked up at him. Dad, it's me. Do you see me, Dad? Um, I think we have a little problem. <laughs> you guys, that's Monster Blood 3. Oh, man. So we're going to do something a little uh, cool. I'm really now. excited about this. Because we have, uh, we knew there'd be a little extra time for this episode. Because so, there's no TV episode and it's a shorter book. So we tweeted and asked if you guys had any questions. And, and we gonna, got some really great ones. We got some really good ones. We're going to answer some fun um, questions, some goosebumpsy questions. Um, the first one is from our listener, Ryan. And he asks. Hey, if, Ryan. Hey, thank you for listening. Love Spay. If you could live through any goosebumps story, which one would it be? I have two answers for this. Okay. Um, it would either be Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns or The Curse of Camp Cold Lake. Because there's two parts of me. There's a Halloween part of myself and there's a summer part of myself. And there's literally nothing else. Yes. And even though The Curse of Camp Cold Lake is really fucked up and dark, there's like a fun summer camp lakey vibe to that that I'm not mad at. Yes, God. And Attack of the Jack-O-Lanterns, I'd love to trick-or-treat all night with pumpkin heads chasing me around. So those are great answers. Thank you. Mine... Uh, I, mine, I also think of two, and they are One Day at Horrorland and A Shocker on Shock Street because oh, I want it. Yeah. I so desperately, I love roller coasters. I love theme. I, I love theme parks if I'm by myself or if there's no crowd. If there are no crowds, um, Shocker and Shock Street. Wow, that's such a good. And one. I would love to experience what that's like. Yeah, you know? that's really good. Good answer, Daniel. Thank you. You want to ask the next next one? Our next question is from Skeleton Head. Love your avatar on Twitter, by the way, Josh. Um, and it, he asks, if you were Canadian child actors or dreams, if you're if you were Canadian child actors and could play any character in any episode, who would you want to be and why? I would want to be Carly Beth. <laughs> I, would I don't care. Be Carly Beth. You know, I, I would do. I would do whatever it takes. I would want to be Carly Beth because I'm ready to do that tonight. Do I'm ready. I mean? like, I'm ready to do it tonight. Like I. I want to wear the overalls. I want to put on that mask. I want to scare those people. I want the symbol of love. Like I'm. I'm ready. I've lived through it so many times that I've got it down to a T. I am I Carly. Am Carly I am Carly Beth. We are Carly Beth. Yeah. <laughs> um, our next question is from Abby. Oh my God, that's my favorite actress is Abby Cobb. What are two of your favorite Halloween costumes from years past? Hmm. I think one of mine is definitely, I was slappy one year. You were? Yes, I was. That's right. We went around the neighborhood and... I was slappy and I, I was really feeling myself. And my other one, I have a lot of favorites actually i'm having a hard time thinking of them really well the one that one that sticks out to me is when i w was michael My one year i put on a michael myers mask oh. and stood out front of the house and scared kids one time i just went as ghost face do you remember that yes. i was as ghost face can't go and, wrong with ghost face and i was just wearing tiny tiny underwear underneath my black i mean like it was so hot i remember being what's 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 not what I don't recommend about dressing as Ghostface is no one wants. If you want to scare people, it's a great one because out in the streets and I was out at a party, no one wanted to have anything to do with me because people were so unbelievably terrified. Because mm -hmm. just I was just standard Ghostface. I don't know. I'm having a hard time thinking of another one. I mean, like I keep, I keep thinking of ones I was, for you. Yeah, yeah. and I was uh, one year was like Teen Freddy, so I was not the burned version of Freddy Krueger. I was just like Freddy oh, Krueger. So such a great idea. striped sweater. Pants, hat, and claw. Oh, I really like that. I went second place in a costume contest you did? that night. Yes. See, dressing up for Halloween is my least favorite part about Halloween in October, actually. Oh, wow. I love the month of it, but I feel so much pressure to come up with something amazing. What are you going to be this year? I know, but I'm not going to... This year, I actually know what I'm going to be, but I'm not going to say it. Ooh. But I like your teen your teen idea. I was Thackeray Banks one year. And That's during, good. That Thac shirt was really Thackeray fun. Banks Thackeray, really Thackeray Beans. You want to ask the next one? Yes. The next one is from Joe Gillette. Hey, Joe. What up, Joey G? Um, he asks, if you could spend the night in a haunted house with three people, living or dead, who would they be? This is easy for me. Oh, wow. Let's do it. You, Cat Demi. Oh, that's a good answer. I can't imagine going through a haunted house with, with three other people. I always think a my, real haunted house. My answer is always the three strongest women I know, which is which is uh, Tyra, Oprah, and RuPaul. Oh, I mean that's not really my answer, but like oh, that's what I always think of when people when I think of 
when I think of people, that is, those are the three. God, I'm, Oprah is a good one. I, I think it, my original thought was like R.L. Stein would be like, you know, the Roman choice. But then I was thinking like if I was legit spending the night in a haunted house with three people, I would have to run and tell you and Kat and Demi about it if you weren't there anyway. That's a good so I want I want I want all of us to be together. All right, I'll say the same three. Okay, great. No, wait, you want to ask the next one, Neil? Yes, this is from Joe, other Joe. Thank you for listening. Hey, Joe. Joe. Rockstar Joe's Chasey. the best. Uh, if you were in a Goosebumps story, describe the outfit you would be wearing. Dayglow neons? Baggy denims? I think he just described it. Wow, but what colors? I would want to have, you know, um, probably an orange Dayglow tank top muscle shirt and big, big baggy denims. Wow. And pink high tops i would probably have to be wearing a bright pink dayglow t-shirt <laughs> with a magenta vest but with tons and tons of clatter, clatter clattering glass beads wearing um cut off denim shorts with neon green leggings and yellow high tops with my backwards plastic red frame glasses my plastic red frame glasses and my raiders cap that's good yeah, that's probably what I would wear. Um, the next question is from Pokemon Homo. What ups? Uh, he asks, what makes you fall on your elbows and knees on the daily? On the reg? Uh, probably like um, hunger. <laughs> oh, I was thinking differently. My original thought was what I'm really... I'm just kidding. I was thinking of falling on elbows and my knees is like a good thing. Oh, So yeah. I was thinking like right now I'm really into early to mid 90s house music oh interesting like dance music like that like that really like gets like a good like 90s dance song by the real Ooh. mccoy would make me fall Ooh. down on my elbows and knees that's how i thought of it or um uh, the hardest thing in the world <clears throat> to me to say no to is Taco Bell. So ta Taco Bell would make me fall down hard on my elbows and knees on the daily. Ooh, that's See, good. that's how I'm interpreting the question. What about you? What about you? Oh, you know what I've been falling hard on my elbows and knees for? What? That's, you guys, this soda that's called 1893. I wish you brought one. I wish I had two. Trash. I forgot. It's so treacly sweet that it you feel your teeth disintegrating when you, when you It's so on. sweet it makes your teeth itch? But yes, but it's so good, you guys. They have like a regular cola flavor and a ginger did soda. Did you try the ginger? Yes, I did. They're both fantastic. I'll have to get one. I highly recommend. 1893. <clears throat> it's not a Coke product, so I feel like I'm going against our problems yeah um because we're we were such a coca-cola family yeah um but god it's so good okay next question do you want to ask a deal yes this is from jessica hey jessica um bell which goosebumps character do you most relate to and which reminds you most of your brother do you want to go first you're gonna go first i have no answers yet but i have things that are popping in my head and i'm just going to think about these things out loud i feel like the first one to go to is family auditorium because there's acting and there's actors in there yes. and then i also felt like chris and lindy from night of living dummy because we're twins <laughs> fighting over a dummy that my answer is chris and lindy from night of living dummy because we're twins yeah yeah um and wh what which character reminds me of you probably tara the terrible <laughs> <laughs> You remind me of Kermit because you're so smart and so mean. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Jessica also wants us to demonstrate on air how long of a whoosh of air we can both release. Are, Are you ready? ready? Mm -hmm. Hold on, should I time this? I guess I'll time it, but then we'll see who can last the longest. Okay, you ready? Yes. One. Wait. wait. We're gonna be one, two, three. <gasps> but wait, not right now. But that's what we're gonna do. Okay, okay you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> One, two, three. <gasps> Twelve seconds. We tied. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, and then we have one last question. Uh, it's from Chris. He says... Oh, this is such a good question. What's your favorite Goosebumps book not from the original 62? So before we um, get into that, I wanted to say really quickly that earlier I said A Night, Night of the Giant Everything was from Goosebumps Horrorland. It was from Goosebumps Hall of Horrors. And 
in but in the Goosebumps Horrorland series, number three is Monster Blood for Breakfast. So there's another sequel after Monster Blood. Interesting. Before. I mean, I just wanted to say that really quick. But to answer um, Chris's question, my favorite book, not from the original 62, there's two from Goosebumps 2000 that I love. Jekyll and Heidi, number 14, and Headless Halloween, number 10. Jekyll and Heidi, I... I haven't read in a long time, but I always like stand for and stood by as like the best Goosebumps book ever. Yes, that's I... not in the original sixty-two. So I love Goosebumps number series series two thousand fourteen Jekyll and Heidi. Uh, number ten Headless Halloween is excellent, and I read it every October. Also Goosebumps Horrorland number four The Scream of the Haunted Mask. It's this really great addition to the Haunted Mask series that kind of like ignores. Um, Haunted Mask 2 a little bit, but it has this kind of really fucked up backstory about Tumble Down Farms, which is like this apple orchard, and the mask was there, and it's really, really dark and scary, and I have the audiobook for it too. So I highly recommend Goosebumps Horland number four, The Scream of the Haunted Mask, Jekyll and Heidi, and Headless Halloween. There's also one called Be Afraid, Be Very Afraid, which is Goosebumps 2000 number 20, which is really, really good. What about you? Um, my... I- my thoughts, I had two different thoughts. I really yeah. liked Goose on Series 2000, number 21, The Haunted Car. For some reason, that yeah. one really speaks to me. Yeah, that's a good I one. I love the sort of Christine vibe of it. And yeah, it, it's very different. It is very different and sexy and it's fun. But the my other my other thought goes to something a little different, which is from, um, oh gosh, it's, um, I think it's More and More Tales to Give You Goosebumps. Oh, I'll check. Hold on. You speak and I'll go I'm pretty sure it's More and More Tales to Give You Goosebumps. There's a short story in... in that book called a holly jolly holiday and it's about a girl that finds a uh it's it's more and more and more more and more and more tales to give you goosebumps it's about a girl that finds a videotape fourth the fourth short story finds a videotape um a holly jolly holiday the holly holly jolly holiday and basically as the family watches the the videotape they turn into the characters from the it's really the, funny the, the christmas special and they say things like pretty please with itty bitty christmas trees oh my god it makes me laugh so hard so ridiculous i love it Susie snowflake Susie snowflake it's such a total blast those questions were really fun great questions you guys thanks for asking if you have any other ones please tweet us or you can email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com yes please so we're moving on to we're up up to book 30 yeah yeah you're right dirty 30 almost halfway through. and we got a good classic one coming up next so good one of your favorites it's one of my favorites it came from beneath the sink that one's gonna be really really fun gruel oh gruel well thanks for listening you guys we really appreciate it we survived monster blood three three monster blood books don't worry we won't have one for another 31 books or so Woo! so tune in next time you guys if if you you dare. dare thanks for that you don't the vaulted door where impossible things 